Hello guys, welcome to Weekly Why. This is a podcast where I, Anudeep, will be guiding you guys through various questions that you might have approached. And therefore, this is part. This is a podcast used to enhance your, you know, computer skills or let's say talk about computer science together. So today, let us actually talk about cybersecurity. Probably you have heard this term somewhere. And yeah, I have heard this many times before, but recently when I searched about cybersecurity or learned about it, I was pretty interested or, you know, the topic fascinated me a lot. Maybe it will fascinate you too. Let's check that out. Cybersecurity, basically, we can think of it as locks and keys, guys. Let's say that you have a lock. However, the lock is a traditional lock, right? A traditional lock consists of a key in which you just take your key and then insert it in the lock, turn it to open it. Now, if I would ask you guys to say whether this is actually safe, what would you say? Some of you guys would say, yes, it is safe because until and unless the lock, I mean the key, is with someone, the lock is unbreakable. That is true. How about some of you might guys also argue that, okay, so what if the key is actually with someone else? He might open it, right? He will open it. That is true as well. We can look this as diff- through different approaches or through different glasses, I guess, but one thing that every cyber security professional would say this is unsafe. This is all about cybersecurity. You have a lock and a key and the key is the entire important part of whatever is in the locker which you have locked with. Therefore, cybersecurity is very important in today's world, especially today's world is run by businesses, governments. Imagine how much of a load the governments have to actually keep their information safe, nuclear missiles and stuff like that. Therefore, cybersecurity in today's world is a very, very critical problem. Now, it can occur in many, uh, many ways. Through viruses, which we say malware as well, phishing attacks, ransomware, denial of service, which is also called DOS. And these attacks basically, they result in data breaches and basically financial losses. What do financial losses lead to? They lead to reputational damage and even physical harm in some cases. So now, what are we we trying to think when we actually talk that, okay, that uh, my computer is going to be attacked by a virus or a malware? This happened to me, myself. I had a computer in which I was downloading some unknown apps or you know some games or stuff like that and as you all know that's not safe and that's bad so yeah my computer got locked and it didn't open i tried my password i knew what password i used it, it never opened and after a few days it just it stopped working therefore cyber security is just not about protecting data it's also about safeguarding you as a person and safeguarding the society 
or if it's a country that's actually adopting this, it's safeguarding the entire country. Now, to understand cybersecurity better, there are a few essential concepts that one must know and one must authorize. Firstly, confidentiality. This basically refers to the principle of keeping inf uh, information private and authorized to yourself or oneself. Now, this is also about encrypting data. Encrypting data in the sense legally encrypting data or illegally storing data using strong passwords. Do you remember like we talked about the lock and key? Make sure that the key is such a key that people can never find it. Only when people can ever find the key, that means your information is safe. And by making sure that people don't find the key, you use strong passwords or keeping the key as hidden as possible. It is also means that you restrict access to sensitive information. Point number two, integrity. Now, basically, this principle is keep making sure the information is accurate and consistent. Means, what is the point of actually uh, having a guard to your house if you if your if your house is not worth anything let us say that your house is worth like a hundred dollars I know which no house would be worth that less but if you have a guard and you pay the guard a thousand dollars to store a valuable item that's worth hundred dollars it's useless therefore keep it integrated third availability it basically refers to the principle of ensuring that what are the information that the systems are ac uh, accessing is usable when needed. For example, let us say that you have something stored in your locker and you take your key and you safely open it. Now, whatever you have in your locker right now, is it usable? Is it in its usable form right after you open it? Or do you have to do something else? That is what availability or accessibility which few people use is known as fourth there's called authentication now this is pretty self-explanatory this means using passwords or biometric authentication biometric as you know is facial id or finger id using such multi-factor authentication like google also uses multi-factor authentication it uses two-factor authentication which you might know is getting an otp or one-time password on your phone that is a form of cyber security finally we have authorization this refers to the process of granting or denying access to someone it's just like using google you you open a google doc where you grant access on various levels like viewers or editors or stuff like that authorizing a person to do something or giving a person your key it is like giving your person your key if you check out google docs when you give a person a editor access you are giving him a key to your lock but when you're giving a person a viewing access you are basically disclosing your data but not allowing him to tamper it both of these are dangerous and therefore can lead to lack of cyber security and cyber attacks. Now, basically the main question for today's podcast, I want to say is how do you ensure cyber security? Now, there are many ways to approach it, but I will list some common practices below, right? This is, these are some common practices. 
Number one, there is a risk assessment. A risk assessment is basically uh, identifying potential cyber threats. For example, let us take an example of the pop-up. Verify that you are a robot. You all might have come out to this pop-up some or the other time. This pop-up is trying to basically ensure that whoever accessing the website is human and is not computer. That is a form of cybersecurity and it's, it's, it's an assessment. Few websites also say what is 2 plus 2. Few websites give letters which are funky and ask them to write them in a box. All of these which are human things. Only humans can do such things. And therefore, there is an assessment provided here which evaluates you. Next, let us look at security awareness training. This is basically when it involves educating about cybersecurity with best practices, right? So it's about using strong passwords. So Google also says that, uh, you know, many websites, they have uh, used password with more than six letters, use password with one, at least one capital letter, lose passwords with a mix of numbers and letters, use passwords with special characters. All of these are not just there. They are there for a reason. And they're awareing you of keeping your password as strong as possible to basically protect you from cyber cyber uh, hacking or cyber phishing. Next, there is network security. Network security is basically used to make your network or your IP address safe and secure. This is basically done using firewalls, which you might know, are basically acting as shields to protect IP address or to generate a different IP address to make sure that you are safe. VPNs also sometimes fulfill this criteria. Next, let's look at endpoint security. This basically involves individual devices such as you know laptops, smartphones and tablets and it prevents them from having malware. These basically include antiviruses like Avast, stuff like that. Now let us look at data protection. It basically, you know, it's like a bunch of everything. It's data protection is a very general term. It just involves encrypting data and backing it up regularly and restricting access to sensitive information. That's it. Now let us look at the final point is incident response. What it mainly involves is preparing and responding to cyber incidents such as data breaching, malware infection or service attacks. It is basically you are the first person who has to know when you are hit by a cyber threat so that you can take steps to basically either change your password or block your account, do something like that. Therefore, whenever you, use, you lose like credit cards or something like that, you immediately block it, right? Now, there are also few analogies. So you, might, you guys might actually know that I use the term lock and key, but there are a few more analogies which can actually describe cybersecurity in a very, very, uh, you know, interesting manner to think about. One way to think about this is a game of chess. When you play a game of chess, you think several moves ahead to anticipate your opponent's strategy and protect your pieces. Cybersecurity acts in the same way. 
professionals must anticipate cyber threats and put down their moves in such a way that their system and data information is secure and in place. Next, we can see it as a seat belt. A seat belt protects you in case of an accident. Cyber security is the same. It backs up data as we talked earlier and it has disaster recovery plans. So it keeps your data secure and you are not moving anywhere because if you meet with an accident or if you meet with a malware or phishing threat, you are secure. There's nothing happening to you. So guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Cybersecurity was truly a fun topic which I love discussing about and I would love to talk to you with talk to you guys again in another episode of Weekly Why. Thank you very much and I'll see you next time.